welcome to the Aster Economic Review. My name is John Eckstein. I'm the Chief Investment Officer of Aster Investment Management. I'm joined today by my friend and partner, Rob Stein. Rob, hello. Hey, John. How are you? It is Friday, August 5th. The payroll number came out, and I'm going to say it was kind of gangbusters. Gangbusters, huh? Well, <laughs> I guess good number, over half a million, good revision. Yeah, okay. Let's say this number was gangbusters. All right. Let's go through the payrolls, and then we'll talk a little bit about CPI and what we see for the Fed. So the payrolls number came out at 528. Uh, economists were expecting 250,000. And there's basically no, there's no real sign of weakness in the establishment number. So that's like good, good, and good from the, you know, people getting jobs department. Mm -hmm. Hourly earnings are up. They had looked to have been moderating the weekly sort of wage bill for number of people employed times number of hours work times earnings per hour is up substantially. So that's all saying that output is tooling along. So like one thing that I did want to mention, though, the only sort of, I don't know if there's a fly in the ointment, but something that's making me scratch my head a little bit is the difference between the two surveys. And we have to get a little bit of inside baseball here. So there's a, an establishment survey, which calls up employers, asks them how many people are working for them. So that's counting the number of jobs. And there's a household survey, which calls up people and asks them how many have they have you worked this week? And that's kind of the number of people working. Well, they're related, but not identical. And in the last four months, the non-farm payrolls have outperformed the household report by almost two million workers, which is a lot. That number tends to bounce around zero. It got very extreme in the pandemic, but it's a little weird. Now, one thing that could be happening is that more people are getting second jobs, right? So you've got a second job then that shows up in the establishment because they're asking the number of jobs, but it doesn't show up in the payroll in the household survey. So that would have some of it, but, but not that much. I, 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 well, so I think people called this the great resignation during COVID. And I, I think it's more accurate to call it the great incorporation. I think people are making money or employed in many different ways than they have in the past. And I'm not so sure that it's picked up by both measures. And so you're having that disparity, but the direction kind of tells you the story. And it, it is clear that we're, we're right there, if not slightly past pre pandemic. Oh, we, did go, we did go over the number of people employed in February, 2020. So I think that's kind of a big deal. So if you're kind of looking at where we were in January of, 2020, and then the pandemic hits in March, and then lots of things that economists who've seen everything haven't seen. And then we come back to here two years later, stock market had made new highs, and interest rates at levels back to, what, 2017? Yeah, about that. So you're kind of like, all right, let's take this two-year period, move it over here, connect the dots from where we were before, and let's start evaluating the economy from that point forward. So I think what's kind of important about where we are right now is, one, the Fed's mission and mandate, and two, I think we're at reality. I think we're at uh, how the numbers are going to look that reflect what's really going on, and you're not going to have the conversation that you and I always have, but, well, it's hard to assess that. It's hard to evaluate that, given on all the outside influences from COVID, COVID support, COVID relief, et cetera. So that's going to be good for us. But plug the Astro Economic Index 
seems to throughout all of this been giving very good indications of where we are in the economy. And I'm proud of that. Yeah, I think that's done well, right? So the index, which is supposed to, you know, sort of measure sort of like a now cast, where are we from strong to weak? And it was definitely strong six, seven, eight months ago, and now it's weak. It's not at recession levels, but it's actually pretty near where it was in the, the pandemic at this point. We probably need to clarify that average is still positive and slightly below average is just sort of less positive. It's not doomsday, though we're a stone throw away, but but it's not there. We're in the concerning area at this point. And one of the things I know you wanted to talk about the purchasing managers index. So one thing that we do there is that we average a bunch of different purchasing managers index. And so whether you look at just the ISM manufacturing, which is sort of the one that my dad used to look at in the 70s or whatever, or you look at the average of the four like we do, they're both quite weak compared to their history. The average of the four more so, but they are concerning. And it's one of them that's sort of steady decline for the year in both services and manufacturing is one of the things that's got us a little bit on edge at Aster. And I, you know, I like that. Uh, I like looking at that. I, I think it might be a little different. Yeah, you know, it's, it's things definitely got weird in the pandemic with that when everything shut down. But I feel like it's probably a little bit of a better indicator now. Oh, so another thing that we look at is jobless claims. And so while jobless claims have gone up, they do seem to be above sort of their bottom. The continuing claims hasn't really. So what does that mean? Well, one interpretation could be that there is a little bit more churn going on, but people are finding jobs quickly. But the you know the job availability number is starting to come down a little bit. I, a little bit, a little bit, but it's still extremely lots of jobs out there, right? Yes, but you know, with you adding five hundred some odd thousand jobs <laughs> this month, it's not a surprise with that number. And being back to pre-pandemic levels, it's sort of. Uh, you know, is that the obvious? Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> the number comes down when more people are getting jobs. Right. A couple more things on on jobs is that there's a couple of things that I looked that are sort of a little bit less well-known, one of which is people working at temporary employment firms. And that's a place where you can see a decline early because it's a little bit easier to not renew the temps contract rather than fire a person. And that number is, you know, still looking good. There's more people employed at temporary help services than there were a month ago. Also, were people working part-time for economic reasons, meaning that they can't get full-time employment? That did tick up a little bit, but it's still an extremely low level, sort of like one off the lowest Mm. level. So next week, we get CPI. And that'll be the July CPI number. The August CPI number will come out in September, of course. And so those are two, the Fed gets two CPI numbers before the next meeting. The next meeting is at the end of September. So I think the headline CPI could be surprising to the downside. Well, because I was going to say, will that cover the recent decline in commodity prices? Because the, you know, part of CPI is also rents and real estate. And that's obviously going to do what it does, but you have gas, oil, and commodity prices going the other way. I don't really recall food. And will that be in the 
August report from July. I don't think it'll hit yet. Yeah. So what it's going to be is so you think about gas, which is sort of like the most salient part of inflation. The gas, the national retail gas price, the local maximum peaked at five dollars average in the middle of June. So when the next CPI number will be for July, and you see the gas price went from let's see from. 475 to 410 over the course of July. So that should be showing up as negative. Now you point out rents, the rents are sort of like, the way the they handle rents is a little funky and it does tend to sort of lag cash rent indices. But I think the headline number could be more modest. So right now people are expecting two tenths of 1% month on month versus 1.3% was the last actual number that we got. And people are expecting the core number to be up five tenths of 1% versus seven tenths of 1%. So a little cooling in four as well is what economists expect now. So my question for you, Rob, and I didn't tell you beforehand, so you can think about it first. Given today's number, so we got another we got another employment number, two CPI numbers before the next Fed meeting. The market moved today to price in another 75 basis point hike in September. Do you agree with that? What's your over-under? Like, what do you think about the Fed? Is it too soon to tell? What do you think? So I am not gonna kind of waver on what my thought is. They're going higher, higher than you think. And they were more aggressive than you think recently. So my cop-out answer is they're raising rates (laughs) and they're going to raise them again. I don't think they're going to slow the pace. I do think they're going to go to the high end of expectation because they mean business and they're not seeing, they're seeing some lower commodity prices short term, but this isn't enough for them. They want to keep it down there. So if, if you think about what they did when they lower rates and they would come out and say, we're keeping rates low for a long time. We're just telling you that. I think they're going to give you the same message on the upside too. I think whatever they've done in the past with lowering rates uh, all the way to quantitative easing, uh, they, they've got the same playbook out for raising rates. And that would lead me to believe that they'll be on the more aggressive side for the rest of the year. Yeah, I guess it's a little, my feeling is it's a little too soon to call it. But right now, if they were, I think if they were deciding today, they would raise 75 basis points. Gosh, can you imagine if we got another hot payroll number in September and the Fed did an intermeeting hike? People would lose their minds. They would lose their minds. We'll um, probably be fired. Right? They don't do that anymore. You can't fire him. Well, I know, but it, it, there'd be a protest. Yeah, I mean, when that, I mean, like we could we can reminisce about the good old days when the guy reading the teleprompter where you'd have to ask them like, wait, what? <laughs> What'd you just say? So they don't, yeah, that'd be, that, that's a way to really crush it. That would get, that would get people's attention. That would get people's attention. But I, so- I like your comment, John, that they hike according to plan and they cut according to crises. Is that your quote? It is my comment, but that's totally been proved false in this cycle, right? Like they've been huh. like, like they're, they had a plan, they've been hiking according to events recently and so like i think that that's something that i used to believe but i don't believe as much anymore i guess oh that's funny because i think you're right that it's according to events but it's according to a plan on the events because they're more likely to have an intermeeting rate cut they actually had one 
And yeah, so this lots is, of they have lots of those, but like, yeah. yeah. Or if we, I mean, I think about that. we get we get another another hot number in uh, another hot CPI in. Uh, well, next- that's why I'm quoting you because I think that they're not as number dependent yet. Uh, I think they have their plan. Well, I feel like they feel. I feel like they are in watching the press conferences. I feel like they are a little bit playing catch up. They feel like they're a little bit behind the ball and they are kind of making stuff up as they go along because like two months ago, two preference conferences ago, Powell said it was, you know, gasoline prices. And now that gasoline prices are starting to go down, he said it's core. And like, they're sort of changing their numbers. They're changing their reasoning to do what they want to, to do the quote unquote right thing. I feel like they're scrambling a little bit, but you feel like they're still going according to their plan. I think it sounds like they're scrambling, but it's what they're actually doing is sticking to their plan. They telegraphed early this year. They did their first thing in March, I believe it was. They yep. confessed to having the word, to having it wrong in December. They've done Mia Culpa's at least three times since then. And I think that they have to follow their plan because if you say we screwed up or we got it wrong or whatever it is, and here's what we're going to do, I think if you waver materially on that, and it's kind of like, what's going on here? So th- it's going to take a lot more data. They're, they're not going to look at one CPI. They're not going to look at one employment report and make a change. I know it's two between now and September, but it's still not enough. You know, I would have said that before the summer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I, and I, feel, I, okay. I feel like they're scrambling a little bit. I feel like they're a little out of control. <laughs> hey, I guess that's me. Uh, uh, yeah, they look like that. They do look like that all the time, and you get... They sound so good when they're talking, and it's like, wait, what? <laughs> I love oh, the green yeah, quote. I'm always the one saying that they're professionals, they know what they're doing, but this time, yeah, like, a little scared. Uh, okay, I think we'll leave it there. I think the economy in a nutshell for me is that there's many signs of slowing, mainly in like the housing sector and interest rate dependent sectors, but overall, the economy is still growing as seen by the today's gangbusters again payroll number do you agree with that you want economy in a nutshell yeah i agree uh economy in a nutshell is somewhat more resilient than i thought i still believe there's some weakness ahead but the job market is a very important piece of the economy it's a very important piece of our models as well and that keeps surprising me and might be what saves a potential aggressive recession Agreed. So we'll be back next week with a talk about the CPI, and then maybe we'll have a special episode on the Vibe Session discussion. So if you want more economic analysis, you can check out the Aster website, asterim, that's I-M for investmentmanagement.com. You can download the Aster Research app, or you can reach out to your Aster sales representative. Thanks, Rob. To learn more about Aster Investment Management's research and strategies, please visit us on the web at www.asteriam.com or stay up to date by following us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and our app is also available on the App Store and Google Play. Thank you. Aster Investment Management, LLC, is a SEC-registered investment advisor. All information contained herein is for informational purposes only. This is not a solicitation to offer investment advice or services in any state where to do so would be unlawful. Analysis and research are provided for informational purposes only, not for trading or investing purposes. All opinions expressed are as of the date of publication and subject to change. They are not intended as investment recommendations.